Well, hello, everyone. Hey, welcome to our program, New Hope Radio, and also the Hope Club Podcast, because these radio programs are a podcast later on in the day, and we're glad to share the wonderful divine truths of God's Word with all of you. Thanks for coming along today. Oh, we got a good series we're going to begin today. We're going to really take a good look at Jesus. And today we're going to ask and hopefully answer the question, is Jesus God? You know, a lot of folks have that question, and a lot of folks are still waiting for the answer. What do you think? Is Jesus God? That's a good topic. That's what we're going to be talking about today here on New Hope Radio. And being on Facebook, you can join the chat, New Hope Radio Facebook. And Janine is already there. Welcome aboard, Janine. And uh, love to have people on board with us on social media because you get to comment. And I get to share some of those comments. Doreen is with us too. And uh, okay, we're going to have a good program today. One of the most important, and you know what it is? It's also disputed argument today. It's about the deity of Christ. Well, the question, as I said, is Jesus God? Now, we know folks have all kinds of opinions. Some say, oh yeah, he's a good teacher. Moral leader. Nice guy. And God. Interesting. One person, many, many different perspectives. Sometimes the Bible's people think anyway contradicts itself. But it really doesn't. Sometimes it gives a different angle to a scene. But it doesn't contradict itself. It's like four people looking at an event and they all might come away with something different. And that's what we have in the four Gospels. They actually depict various aspects of Jesus. For instance, the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew, the the symbol of the Gospel of Matthew is the lion. What's the lion? He's the king of the jungle. Jesus is the king of the Jews. Then we have Mark's perspective. And the symbol for the Gospel of Mark is the ox, a beast of burden, a service animal. Right? You hook him up to the plow. Well, in Mark's Gospel, he came to do the Father's will. Then we've got Luke. Luke is the doctor. And the symbol for the Gospel of Luke is the head of a man. And Luke goes into, more so, the humanity of Christ and emphasizes how As a human being, as a man, he died for our sins. And then we have John. John, the symbol is the eagle. You know the eagle, isn't that like the most noble of all birds? The eagle can look into the sunlight. I can't. I need sunglasses. Blind me. The eagle, he can look right into the sunlight. And he gives us the most penetrating look 
of Christ and who he really is. When John starts off with his gospel, you know what he starts off with? The deity of Christ. And John is usually the gospel recommended to people that might be seeking as the place to begin. I say, well, if you want to find out about Jesus, start with the gospel of John. Doreen said, the Bible gives much to ponder, but it never does contradict itself. And that's true. You know, it's a book that makes you think. It doesn't like lay it all out there all the time, plain and simple. It makes you think. Why? God wants thinking people. That's why. He wants us to train our brain. Use your brain. Okay? So, John chapter 1, that's where we're going to begin today. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take a chapter a day. How about that? We're going to take a chapter a day as we look at who is Jesus. John 1 doesn't begin with the birth of Christ. It begins with the eternal Christ. And here's what he said. In the beginning was the Word. Now, in Greek, he wrote and Logos. What does that mean in English? Beginning was Word. Okay? Now, the Bible tells us in Psalm 90, verse 2, Before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So we got a good picture here. Right out of the chute, getting a pretty good picture of who Jesus is. And I want you to know, it's not the same word for beginning as in Genesis chapter 1, where it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's a different word. That word means in the beginning of time or in place. It has to do with like the first move. Okay? But when John talked about in the beginning, he's talking about actually it was like a beginning that didn't have a beginning. Well, if something doesn't have a beginning, what is it? Eternal. It's eternal. Now, Let's go back a few thousand years. To the ancient Jew and the ancient Greek, the word logos, that was the mind of God. So John said, and the word was with God. The logos was with God. This logos was in the presence of God long before there was time. Think about it. Whoever this logos is was with God before time. And then he said, in the word, the Logos, huh, was God. The word had a shared deity with God. See, this word that we're speaking about, if it was around before time, and it was around with God in eternity past, then it had to share the attributes of God. And then verse 2 confirms it. It's not an it, it's a he. He was in the beginning with God. He was in the beginning. God wasn't alone. Someone was with him. 
Or as we said, this Logos was a he. And this he went to work. In verse 3. All things came into being through him. Wow. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into into being. So everything that exists came through this Logos. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men. Now, life and light, they are the two main themes of this letter. Life. At the end of the letter, John commented on why he wrote his gospel. Why did John write the biography of Jesus? He said, These have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing, oh, I like this part, you may have life in his name. God wants you to come alive. The, the accounts of Christ and who he is, and what he did. That's the basis of our being alive. It's the basis of our coming alive. And it's the basis of our eternal life. And then we have light. What is light? Light is that by which we see. You know, Jesus called himself the light of the world. And like any light, it overcomes the darkness. Did you notice that? I don't care what kind of light it is. Light overcomes darkness. I'm so glad of that. Oh, yeah. I'm glad darkness doesn't overcome light. We'd be in a heap of trouble. But light, it overcomes the darkness. Now, you've heard of John the Baptist. John was a little light. And his job was to point people to the pure light. In verse 6 of John chapter 1, there came a man sent from God whose name was John. And he came as a witness to testify about the light. Why did he do that? So that all might believe through him. Wow. Now, he was not the light. John wasn't the light. But he came to testify about the light. That's why he came. Robin's on board. Hi, Robin. Welcome back. John's message was to point people to the light. And who was the light? The light was Jesus. He said, there was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man, every person. Think about it. People are enlightened through Christ. Put your mind on the creation for a minute, the creation account. Way, way back when it all began. God spoke light into the creation. And who was God? The Logos. And who was the Logos? The Logos, as we're going to see today, was with God and was God. And of course, at the end of this, we'll see who that is. God spoke light into the creation. The creation was dark and chaotic. Once the light was established, order began to set in. Light first, order second. Now think of your life. We live in a darkness, we live in a chaos until Christ brings his light. You know, you can think you have it all figured out. But one day, when we do start to figure it out, we realize (laughs) how lost we really were. Something about Jesus coming into your life. And yeah, that's what we're saying today. 
Christ is the light. He's the light and the life. And when he comes into your life, you know what happens? He dispels the darkness. Verse 9 says, There was the true light, which coming into the world enlightens every man. The word enlighten is the word fotizo. You know that word, right? It's where we get our word to illumine. Right? Photo. A photo light. Yeah, a flashlight. When you take your picture, the photo on, right? It means to brighten up. It's a revealing light. That the light that Jesus brings into our soul is a revealing light. Darkness chased away. Light has come. And yet John said a little later, and this is a, this is a pretty sad commentary. I can't figure this one out. Men love the darkness rather than the light. Wow. Why do people love darkness where they stumble and fall rather than light? You know why? For their deeds were evil. That's why. See, light exposes. Light reveals. And things are done in the darkness that are not right. And people like that. Oh, yeah. Most crimes are committed at night, aren't they? Most sins are committed at night, aren't they? Of course they are. John said, for everyone who does evil, they hate the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. So here's what keeps people from coming to Christ. They love evil. Does everybody come to Jesus? No. Those that love their evil deeds, they're going to stay away. They'd rather have sin for a season than life for eternity. Now, does that make sense? I'm like, really? You'd rather have sin for a season than life for eternity. John said, you know, this Logos, this creator, he made the world and he came to the Jews and the Jews didn't receive him. And the world didn't receive him. Nobody wanted him. I'm like, are you kidding me? Imagine building your own home and your family doesn't let you in. (laughs) That'd be like, that won't go. But thankfully, not everybody rejected him. Those of you that are listening today, you didn't reject them. Those of you in the Hope Club, you didn't reject them. Those of you that support WARV, you didn't reject them. As a matter of fact, John said in verse 12, as many as did receive him, oh, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. You are God's child. No believer in Christ is fatherless. God is your father. God is your loving, caring father. And he might not give you everything you want in this life, but he's going to give you more than you could ever imagine in the life to come. Wow. We have a lot to look forward to. Don't be all caught up with this temporal life on the earth when things are difficult. And they're difficult, aren't they? Oh, we're living in a crisis right now all over the world. But your faith is in Christ. 
Your faith is in God. Don't put your faith in mankind because he always falls short. But you put your faith in God. And John said that these people, you and me and so many others, that became children of God, we were born not of blood, in other words, not from human birth or the will of flesh or the will of man, but we were born of God. What happened was God sent his spirit into us the moment we believed. And we became born anew. That's how we were born into God. We had a spiritual birthday, a spiritual birth. And we came alive spiritually. And this is all the work of God. Pastor Mike's on board. Pastor Mike from Togo, West Africa. Pastor Mike, I don't know who wins, either Togo, West Africa or Malaysia. Shirley Voon from Malaysia. I don't know which one of you is farther away. Not sure. I'm thinking maybe Malaysia, but I'm not really sure. But we've been to Togo many times. Work with Pastor Mike. Tremendous man of God. Great work going on out there. So this is all a work of God. When we get to chapter 3 of the Gospel of John, we're going to see how it works more explicitly. Okay? But here's the good news. The good news is that there is someone over us, there's someone bigger than us, that cares for us. Doreen said, it's a beautiful thought. I'm a child of God, of a loving Father. It is the most beautiful thought. It certainly is. Oh, Malaysia just checked in. Hello, Shirley. I was just talking to Pastor Mike in Togo, West Africa, about you. I don't know who's farther away, Malaysia or Togo. I'm thinking Malaysia, but I'm not sure. Maybe because your time is further east. If it's midnight there, it's only about 5 or 6 o'clock, I think, in Togo, 6 or 7 o'clock in Togo. So, uh, anyway, we're glad to have, oh, yes, Shirley said, she confirmed it, Malaysia. Yeah, because it's midnight over there. It's only 1, 12, 30, 1 o'clock over here. So, again, what, are, what we're doing today, we're talking about the work of God. What is this word that existed before time began? It's hard to conceive, isn't it, that there was time before time began. There was an existence before anything existed. Shirley said it's 1.49 a.m. God bless you. 1.49 a.m. and she's listening to New Hope Radio. What a trooper. She loves the Lord. Oh, she's got Jesus in her. She's going to meet you in heaven, Shirley. So, let's get back. What is this word that existed before time began? What is this word that brought the whole creation into existence? Therefore, this word is alive. This word is a person. This word is someone that we can have a relationship with. This word that was understood by the ancients as the mind of God. So when we look at who this word is, we've got God's thoughts in front of us. This word had a shared deity with God. Oh, from everlasting to everlasting. 
We, in our little human minds, we can't conceive of that. Everything has a beginning and an end, right? Every movie has a beginning and an end. Every book has a beginning and an end. Every life has a beginning and an end. Every vacation, a beginning and an end. But with God, there's no beginning. There's no end. So, a good no ending would be to be with God. This word had a shared deity. He's the author of light the author of life, which means he exposes the darkness with his own light. You know what this does now? This begins to show us, okay, where truth comes from. Where does truth come from and what is truth? It comes from this word, which is the mind of God. And enlightens every person. It removes the darkness of our soul. It puts light in our soul. Restores order. Sadly, rejected by most people. But thankfully, accepted by some. Thankfully. So glad. And you that are watching and listening today, you've accepted him. What was this Word. Well, here it comes. I love this verse in verse 14. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Oh, and we saw his glory. John is saying, I saw this Word in the flesh. Oh, he had the glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and full of truth. What's John saying? Uh, This word took on human flesh. And he lived with us. This word from eternity past entered humanity. God infiltrated humanity through his son, Jesus, who was also with God in eternity past. And John saw him and heard him and walked with him. For three years, they watched his life. They heard his teachings. They saw God glorified in him. Are you kidding? John was an eyewitness that this Logos became a man. An eyewitness. And John said, you know when he came? He came full of grace and full of truth. Oh, isn't that something we need today? You know, we need to receive grace and truth, but we also need to give grace and truth. And we need to be more graceful during these difficult times. Oh, everybody's on edge. People are being, you know, fear-mongered, missing out on the Christmas celebration in some places, a lot of worry, sickness, We need a lot of grace, and you need to give a lot of grace to people. Everybody has their own walk. Everybody has their own backstory. We don't know where they're coming from. So be graceful. God was graceful with us, wasn't he? We were all sinners, and God was graceful to us. And everybody out there, they're sinners too. And we as God's people, we need to be 
graceful to them. No matter where you are or who you are, try to show extra grace to people. Be the light of the world like Jesus was. If Jesus lightens us up, then let's be that light. Let's light that light shine. Let your good work shine, right? Let it shine, Jesus said. That people will see those good works and glorify God in heaven. Chuck's checking in from sunny Florida. Man, we got, we got a, they're coming in from all over today. Everybody's warm. Malaysia's warm. Togo's warm. Florida's warm. New England, cold. <laughs> it's cold over here today. So, okay, what did Jesus say about himself? You get the idea now? who this is. He said, I am the way and the truth and the life. And here comes the clincher. No one gets to the Father but through me. That's it. That just settled the argument about religion. No one gets to the Father through me. When Jesus said, I am the way, he said, I am the way to God. When he said, I am the truth, I am the truth about life. And when he said, I'm the life, I am life itself. So think about it. If you've got Christ, you've got the way to God, you've got the truth about life, oh, and you've got life itself. Only God can bring us to God. And Jesus Christ is God. So, you know what the question for every single human being is? What will you do with Jesus? What will you do? Everybody has that question, and everybody has to have an answer. What will you do with Jesus? Oh, I hope you do the right thing. We need to tell people, get people to listen to this podcast at the Hope Club Podcast. You know why? They need to know who Jesus is and what he came to do. The Hope Club Podcast, get it anywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, type it in online or go to newhopecc.tv. All the podcasts are there as well. But this is a message for the whole world. And we've got people listening all over the world. Share the podcast. Thank all of you for being with us today. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for joining in. And we'll be back tomorrow as we watch Jesus turn water into wine.